and welcome to the DIY Photo Organizing Podcast, focusing on topics to help you with your photo management. I'm Chantelle from Photos in Order. And I'm Fiona from Photo Help Arm. Hi, Chantelle. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Fiona. I'm very good. How are you? I'm really excited. Good, good. <laughs> I know, me too. So today we are um, we're excited because we're going to bring you some um, some insight into the area of storytelling around your photos. Um, Chantelle, I'm excited because I know our listeners obviously love their photos, care about their photos. That's why they they tune in to us um, to get some tidbits on different things. And so today is a real treat. I think I feel very privileged. So we have a very special guest with us today and her name is Katie Chambers and she is from Memories to Legacy. So before we jump in with questions and finding out, um, Chantelle, can you just share a little bit about, tell us about Katie and what she does and um, I think that'll help uh, our listeners understand why we're excited to have Katie mm. as our guest today. Yeah, I can't wait. So Wonderful. to make it easy, I'll actually read that out. <laughs> Because it's a lot. So, Katie, as Fiona mentioned, is a memory-keeping writing coach who specialises in helping sentimental mums and grandmas capture personal and family moments that matter, which results in energised, more deeply connected families for generations. So, with her unique approach to family photo story organising, she has enabled her clients to eliminate photo clutter, to build a collection of mini stories that families love to reminisce around over and over and to feel fulfilled by leaving a legacy of family memories and connection. Though Katie is a certified teacher of curriculum based um, on the Turning Memories into Memories program and Photoscribe method of the Memoir Life Story Network. She has been facilitating jottings for generations, workshops and also mini retreats for over 10 years as well as leading online group programs and mentoring private mini story writing clients. So she lives in Kentucky with her husband and within 30 minutes of their children and eight grandchildren. <laughs> she mm -hmm. loves stories drawing, and I'm sure she's going to tell us more about that in the woods, mm -hmm. journaling with God and mint chocolate chip ice cream. Hi, Katie, and welcome. Hi, Chantal and Fiona. <laughs> I'm uh, delighted to be here with you. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. So yeah. let's start. And Katie, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how you found yourself in this business of story writing? Oh, yes. Well, I I come from generations of storytellers and family memory keepers on my dad's side of the family. Mm -hmm. He was uh, one of 10 children and we would every couple of months drive from uh, North Tennessee where I grew up to his hometown in Alabama to visit my grandparents. And when we were there, relatives of his, uh, his brothers and sisters, a lot of them 
still lived in the same hometown that they all grew up in. The relatives would all come over, and so you can imagine my grandparents' uh, living room, they called it the sitting room, uh, was full, <laughs> overflowing with relatives, aunts, <laughs> uncles, my cousins, and um, it they would sit around after dinner, and I was one of the youngest, so it was my bedtime. I would have to head upstairs mm -hmm. um, and was supposed to be asleep, but I would come <laughs> down and sit on the stairs and listen mm -hmm. to my aunts and uncles especially share with each other. They mm -hmm. would tell stories. They would be catching up with what they'd been doing recently. They would uh, be singing hymns. They would be praying together. They would, they just had this awesome connection that happened, mm -hmm. I think, even when we were not there. But when we were there and I got to witness it, um, it, it really did make an impact on me at an early age that sharing story mm -hmm. equals family and mm -hmm. equals connection. Um, and then uh, all through my growing up years, my my grandparents started this uh, like a newsletter type of thing mm -hmm. that they would start, my grandparents would start and they would write a letter to their children, which would be my dad's generation. Mm -hmm. They would mm -hmm. just tell them what they'd been doing. Then they would put it in an envelope and mail it to the oldest of the children. And then that family would read what my grandparents had written. And then they would write their own letter and put it in to the larger envelope oh, and wow. then send it on to the next mm. youngest. Um, and it went around until it got through all of the families and each person, e each family group would add their own news. Mm. And then when it got back to my grandparents, they would take out their first letter and put in now their most current news. So this sharing of story continued through letters. Mm -hmm. um, oh, wow. And I still have some of those. And so I still have some of my ancestors' handwriting after all these years. And now my children and grandchildren are getting a glimpse of what life was like mm. then. And they can see that their ancestors were real people that they might have liked to have known. Yeah. So along the way, yeah. um, I've done my own versions of journaling and scrapbooking. But when I scrapbook, it's it's without much embellishment. It's, it's mm -hmm. more a, a collage of my thoughts and my feelings and my experiences mm -hmm. about what really ignited my passion to capture family mini stories was when my husband and I uh, were empty nesters. We moved back to Tennessee where I grew up uh, about 15 years ago. Mm. And I got to spend time with my mom, uh, my elderly mom. She was in her late 80s. Mm. And she and I would, uh, would sit on her couch in her little apartment and look at her photo albums. And as many of your listeners may have done, too, with their moms or grandmas, just hearing her share about who some of these people, I had no idea who they were, of course, mm -hmm. and 
as she started telling about who they were and then what her connection was to them or or mm. not she would I would start asking her questions and she would find herself going off on what she called off on a tangent <laughs> and she would mm-hmm. she would be like oh I'm sorry I got off the subject and I was like that's, that's okay some of the best stuff it. though yeah it's, that's, that's the some juicy of the best stuff, stuff. <laughs> yeah that's the, that's the stuff I want to hear <laughs> they're and, the gold um, nuggets yep yep that's right and she um, as she started sharing more openly I I decided you know what there's a lot of stuff here that I want to remember so I brought an old-fashioned I mean by back then it was a an old um, tape recorder mm-hmm. with cassette tapes and I held a handheld microphone in her face <laughs> and then and then I would bring it to my face to ask the questions and mm. then um so I've recorded yeah. oh gee almost a year's worth of stories from my mom and then I started jotting them down wow. and made little booklets and shared them with my my family yeah and um and then so I realized can I just ask you can yeah. I ask you a quick question there, Katie? When when you were doing that with your mum, were you what was sort of sparking those memories? Like, did you have sort of photos that you were flicking through, or did sort of one story lead to another, and then it was just a, a you know like a conversation, or what was what was sort of the um, the triggers for those memories? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it was both. It started with just her photos in photo albums Mm. and it would be um, photos of her family which i i did not know her mom and dad um, at all and so to learn about them was interesting and then just as she started talking about her relatives I just was inquisitive about what she was feeling or Mm -hmm. how that made a difference to her or what, I guess it's just my, my curiosity. I'm just Mm -hmm. always wanting to know more of the story than people are usually saying out loud. Mm -hmm. And, and she was willing to go there with me. I don't think either of us realized what we were doing at the time. Mm. It was, Mm. it just became a natural kind of following the flow of her memories Mm -hmm. and going where she was, was wanting to talk. Mm. But what was so neat about it was that I got to know her as more than my mom. You know, I got to know her as Mm. a real person, as a child, as a young adult. Mm-hmm. Um, before she knew my dad and she shared things with me that I mean I was I was gee like 40 something at the time mm. and so she shared things with me that I had no idea about um, her mm. fears you know her concerns her wishes and dreams for me my brother and my sister mm. um, what she felt about being still still there with us and was able to be a great grandma you know Mm. and just different 
different emotional things that you, ne you wouldn't necessarily think could come out of looking at photos, but right. when you allow. And so is that, is that where the, um, so was it sort of from that experience then that the sort of the birth of you, of the business or, or helping others do this came in? Yes. Yes, because when we were, when mom and I were looking at her photo albums, we, we ended up taking them to the, um, the craft room that mm -hmm. was in this retirement community where she lived, and so we could spread them out more. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing the recording there and doing the talking there. And so some of the other seniors in the community would come over and say, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? And so I told them what we were doing and they were, some of them were so interested and they were like, Oh, I wish I could do that with my daughter. I would like to do that with my granddaughter. And I said, well, why don't you t invite them to come and I'll, I'll do this with you guys. And so it started that way as just a service for the retirement community. And then it just, kind of grew from there and it it became uh, so important to me to help capture these family memories because it just breaks my heart that mm -hmm. so many yeah. personal and family stories are being lost mm -hmm. and I, I and realized that, was that one I of had the, almost yeah. yeah I had almost you waited had almost too long sorry. yeah right well, that's what we were going to ask. What are some of the reasons why, like from your experience, just doing that with your mom and then some of the other people and obviously now into a business, what are some of the reasons or the benefits and the, the sort of flow on effect of that um, as to why, you know, you would really encourage others to do the same type of thing? Yeah, it's it's so important to leave this legacy of memories because, you know, so many of us think, well, we'll always remember the details, mm. the highlights of our life. I mean, how could we forget? Because we've got all these photos, right? Mm -hmm. All the photos mm. that we've taken through the years that are, we take them to help us recall mm. where we went, what we did, who was there, how we experienced our life. But time flits by and memories fade mm. and our photos are really only capturing part of the story. So I just, uh, my passion, I just love to hear and relive and capture and share the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. um, and so we do that when we tell the stories, but it, but sometimes the stories just stop being told, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but when we actually jot the, the juicy behind the scenes snippets of our life down, it does create this legacy of memories that can last long after we're gone. And mm. some of the reasons that that's important is, or the, the, or how it, how it does this important work is because it goes beyond just documenting facts. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some of us are more genealogically focused. We want to capture mm. the, the dates and the names and the places. Mm -hmm. And then some of us are more, um, I would say, uh, feelings or emotion. 
focused. Mm -hmm. And that's me, Mm -hmm. if you can't tell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, By by leaving this legacy of memories, it it gives the family members, especially the one writing, uh, but it gives Mm -hmm. all of the family a deeper sense of identity. Yeah. Like they can each be seen and known for, it it gives a real authentic view Mm -hmm. of what's been making you who you truly are Mm -hmm. and your family Mm -hmm. who it truly is. Mm -hmm. Because by putting the words, those words that go with the photos bring the personality and your unique way of experiencing things to life Mm -hmm. for those who will read it later. And then it's all mm. also just such a, fulfi- a feeling of fulfillment for mm. the writer mm. because then you've known that you've created something lasting for mm. your family yeah. that's written from your heart, expresses exactly. your love for them, and, mm. and you, you can feel like you've really made a difference yes. for your yeah. family. Yeah, it is leaving a legacy of memories. It really is. Mm. Yeah. And mm. I like how you said, and I have to disclose something here. Uh, Katie is offering a course, and she'll talk about that later, but I've actually done that with her, and I've learned yeah. so <laughs> much. And uh, I was one of these writers, as you just mentioned, you know, fa- very factual. Who is he? Where was he? When was he? Why were we there? But not much deeper, really. And uh, I'll, I'm so grateful you, you have taught me how to how to put more into the stories of myself and how I felt at the time or you know thoughts or things that go much deeper obviously than just the location and the event Mm. and um yeah it's fascinating and it does make a difference you know and I believe as well that photos connect people but the story it connects on a much deeper level. Um, I find um, when you include those things, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were wondering, like, in, you know, in terms of photos, we we keep saying, okay, you've got the photos. You write down a story that goes with it. Um, does it always go together, or how you know how big is the role of photos um, in what you do? Yeah. I think um, photos can play maybe, I kind of look at them as three different aspects of helping the story to come alive. Um, Photos are for sure a springboard Mm -hmm. from which the memories start to flow, like with my mom, where she Mm -hmm. was looking at the photos and that started memories to flow. And then we followed the memories to the next one and mm-hmm. to the next one and that leads to the real heart of the story um, uncovering what it is that you really want to capture and it may end up uh, being a, a mini story that has nothing to do with the initial photo mm-hmm. that you started from it's mm-hmm. just so much fun to see where the, <laughs> the meandering takes you mm-hmm. um, perhaps a second uh, way that photos are useful is 
if you have stories that you know you want to capture, but you don't have photos mm -hmm. of that experience, um, for example, I, uh, I have a, a story that I wanted to share with my grandkids about how my confidence grew through a tumbling class that mm -hmm. I took in Mrs. Tui's basement dance studio. Right. But I didn't have any I didn't have any photos of mm. that. I didn't have photos of Mrs. Tui. I didn't have <laughs> photos of anything related to it. But my granddaughters, two of my granddaughters, um, when they were six and eight, were taking dance lessons, and they had some dance recitals going on. And mm. I took photos of them at that time. So when I got I didn't know I was going to want to write the story about my tumbling class, mm. but I had these photos. And so when I did uncover that I wanted to capture the tumbling experience, I thought, hmm, I'll look through the photos I have and see if anything jumps out at me. And boom, there were my granddaughter's mm -hmm. dance photos. And so I used some of them with my story and then... I ended up putting some of their story in too, and it became a mm. multi-generational mini story. Wow. So that was mm. fun to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then a third way that photos uh, can be used is when you, you don't have a photo that you started with, you don't have photos that are of a similar experience. And so you're telling the story and you, you have these emotions and the this overall feeling that you want to convey in your story. Mm -hmm. Perhaps some photos could be added, um, just photos that you have of your favorite nature scenes, mm -hmm. like blue mm -hmm. sky with puffy white clouds, right. or if there's like a feeling of freedom that you wanted to include mm -hmm. or... Mm -hmm. Even stock photos can be helpful mm. um, of family groupings or amusement parks or mm -hmm. food, you know, something that you want to add to your story and to mm -hmm. either photos that you are, that you do have, or if you just don't have any at all, can, mm. they can mm. also be used. So to me, photos are an integral part of, mm. of uh, having a, of that a really a really great mini story collection, yes. So, Katie, when um, – so if we've got people listening and say they've, they've sort of pictured a few photos, as you're talking, I'm sure um, it's quite common for people to, to sort of think of an experience or think of a photo that might fall in, you know, those three categories or something. What would you say, or if you can just help talk us through um, – some of the the tips and uh, just sort of a bit of a framework of sort of what to do. Um, you know, I'm sure people sort of may assume that there's a lot of time that's involved to sort of sit down and write stories. So I guess that's a question. Is this a very time-consuming task? Um, or is it easier than maybe someone like myself <laughs> might think in their mind um they've got to block out all these big chunks of time and <laughs> sit and sweat it out until I get that story done or something um or just some tips so if you can just sort of talk us through the process a little bit um you know do people sort of sit down with a pen and paper can they jump on the software or 
inspiration around how to actually go about doing this? Sure. Yes. Um, well, yeah, you touched on on the nugget, which is we we think that we'll get around to doing this someday, but we we keep putting it off for usually three reasons are what people tell me. One is because we think it'll take too long. Mm. Another is we don't think we have what it takes to do it because we don't really know how to get started and then how to keep going once we get started. So mm -hmm. yeah, most people think that preserving family memories this way is, um, or really taking a step back, people think that they have to preserve family memories by writing an entire like chronological family story mm -hmm. and that it's this big thing. It's this like big, uh, never ending kind like of. Like the memoirs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. a life story, like it's my whole life and I have to start in the beginning and I have to include all the stuff till now. And how am I ever going to do that? Because, mm. you know, or mm. or of my parents or of my whoever I'm wanting to write about. But the truth is that I feel that capturing just snippets of life, these little bits of our life, mm -hmm. even as they're happening and then flow from one memory to another as those memories arise. And then there's the, there's the um, content, the beginning for the next one, the next mini story. It's almost like they emerge. Mm -hmm. They really emerge. Mm. And I love to help people uncover what those are for now. And then you just capture one and then capture another. And it mm. doesn't have to be chronological. It doesn't have to be all about you at a certain period of your life. You can jump around mm -hmm. and you can create this interesting to read legacy of family stories. Um, you just have to be willing to write like you're talking with them and you're just sitting around on the couch and you're just reminiscing. You're just mm. telling them, mm. you know, telling the story. If we can just write it, like we would tell it instead mm -hmm. of being mm -hmm. concerned. You know, we get all concerned that we have to be a writer. We have to know how to scrapbook. Right. We have to have researched family history. We have to have a bunch of photos mm. to include that go with the story. No, we don't. We don't have to have mm. really any mm. of that. Mm. Um, and this is really the non-negotiable part of my business. I only teach techniques that are simple where the tasks are not too time-consuming. They can mm -hmm. actually be broken down into blocks of about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And mm. the overall strategy is one of fun and ease. Mm. So the only things that you would need to get started are some supplies, like some pens, notebook paper, a three-ring binder, then photos, either a stack of photos, an album of photos, or even photos you already have in a scrapbook, but maybe there's not much story included yet. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you have your digital photos on your 
cell phone, your computer, wherever you're storing those. That's all you need. And mm -hmm. to then catch, to, to catch the memories as they start flowing, you could also mm -hmm. have um, the voice recorder on your cell phone comes mm -hmm. in handy. Yep. Mm -hmm. And having maybe some index cards, some note cards, or a small spiral notebook is another way to then, when these memories start to flow, you want to be sure that you can mm. jot yourself a little bit of a, uh, uh, it's almost like a hashtag, just uh, <laughs> the time yeah. when I blank, 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 just mm. write it down somewhere so you don't lose the thought. Mm. And then mm. the rest um, comes through just being guided or mentored, uh, story coached to uncover what you truly want to capture and then to create a customized workflow that will work for you long term. Mm. So that's mm. it's really so much more simple than people would expect. Mm. Um, mm. And I think that's. But I, yeah. yeah. I like that there's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sort of a process driven girl. <laughs> so <laughs> I like, I like the, um, the sort of the structure to the fluidity of that. So you're, you're able to be spontaneous and have the thought and capture it somewhere, but, um, being able to then have a bit of a process to produce something at the end which mm. is the goal to to really be yes. able to have um captured that information to pass on and share with others um still involves a, a process you know mm. something that you yeah. can um repeat a repeat repeatable steps because <laughs> there's obviously repeat, other memories that correct. will continue to come up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. correct and not just have all these hashtags and yeah Yep, oh, that's yeah, that's what you teach. For sure. Yep. Yes, that's yes, that's what I teach in my um, four-week group program. Capture your moments, mm -hmm. jotting mini stories behind family photos with ease, and it mm -hmm. is totally that. It's a uh, it's a four-week uh, process where you learn this framework, uh, where you go from choosing you prioritize your story jotting goals and you with the I have a process called the moments that matter sorting system mm -hmm. and you learn how to uh, sort your photos your s memories and then lead to your stories mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. second week we learn how to uncover the heart of the story with the memory mapping process. Mm -hmm. I think that might have been one of Chantel's favorites. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I love it. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, geez. and I can confirm with Katie's guidance, it really is with ease. Everyone can do that. It's, mm. yeah. So the mapping on week two, yeah. can you share with us a bit about week three and four as well? Yes, uh-huh. So uh, the memory mapping does provide this gentle structure. So you're always mm -hmm. be uncovering what really matters to you right now. Mm -hmm. And then week three is 
about expressing your personal essence and family uniqueness um, mm. so that you can create stories that are interesting to read and fun and fulfilling for you to write. And I, I have these photoscribing writing techniques that add personality, conversation, setting, character, mm. you know, where we can jazz up the story a little bit if need be, just so it makes sense, it flows, it's um, concise where it needs to be, it's expressive where it needs to be. So when people hesitate to get started with their family stories, because they think, but I'm not a writer. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know how to write. Mm -hmm. Then this this week really helps with that. It helps yeah. to um, to again let you know that just saying it the way that you would talk it out, mm -hmm. and then we can learn to tweak that and edit it a little bit with these photoscribing right. writing techniques. And then week four. Is about okay so now what do I do with these mini stories mm. <laughs> now that I've started jotting them down <laughs> so um, mm. this week is all about preserving about collecting storing your first mini stories mm -hmm. and then as you add to them what do you do and then options for preserving the the collection once you get to that um, once you have jotted down several mini stories and you've worked out the order that you might want them to be in a more mm -hmm. permanent form, then there's so many options, of course, um, of how you can, can preserve them in photo books through mm -hmm. Shutterfly, um, Memento, yeah. Simple mm -hmm. Prints on uh, online. Mm. Um, mm. app and collage is another but some people like to for sure as they're collecting them before they're ready to put them into a permanent form they like to use the three ring binder because then you can move the pages around you can print out if you're if mm -hmm. you're um, liking to type your stories in a document on your computer, then yeah. you can print them out and put them into the binder. Mm -hmm. um, you can download your photos from your computer, add that to the binder. Uh, some people like to use a an archival quality scrapbook album that just is a blank, an empty album, and then you can use plastic sleeves that mm -hmm. have that are different sizes so you can put your photos that are of different sizes you know you may have oh, yeah, horizontal yeah. views mm -hmm. or yeah. vertical views and you can put your photos into those sleeves you can put your whole story uh, if it's a one page a half a page a couple of pages whatever um, into the into that kind of a mm. sleeve as well yeah. Um, mm. But being able to move the stories around, Chantel, I think you found that that was something you might find yes. helpful for you. Yes, because uh, yeah. like, like I said before, you know, so far I was like more of a factual sort of person and chronologically is always my thing. 
Um, but, you know, with the stories, it became clear quickly that I, I was able to actually let go of that. And with the, the, um, the binder, it does help that, you know, you have these mini stories and you can simply move them around um, in all sorts of groupings. So I found that that's a really, really great tip. And it helped me a lot, yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then it's yeah. it's also um, important to to remember that we don't have to wait mm. to share these many stories with our family until they're all hard copy preserved. Mm-hmm. Um, we can share these from within the binder we Mm. can take one page out and share and show the photos Mm. it's i feel like um we're creating this ongoing like living Mm. legacy Mm -hmm. of memory Mm. and connection Mm. so we don't need to wait because Mm. when we wait to share then we're you know again Mm. we're just putting off this wonderful reminiscing right now that we can be doing with our families Mm -hmm. and the connection Mm -hmm. we can be building with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think too, just like when you first started um, sharing with us, you were telling us about the story of when you were sitting at the top of the stairs and, you know, the stories and the sharing that the family were doing um, when they gathered. The more you share that story, it just cements, um the richness of that and it becomes it almost takes a life of its own doesn't Mm -hmm. it it's then um you know a shared memory with with those others that are being you know privileged to be involved in that storytelling and then they sort of take on that it's like your grandchildren say with your your tumbling class Mm. um it comes to life for them as well Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just they're not just sort of subjectively sitting there watching, you know that 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 person or whatever. It's really um, a uh, an involvement that they sort of get involved in that. So yeah, like you're saying, if you share them early, you could, the more you share them again and you you reminisce about that story in a different way, um, and it really you know it really just cements that as as a part of the family culture, that feeling of, you know, that family unity that that you have the ability to to create through these stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that is so true. My my grandchildren have heard that story so many times now that when we when we <laughs> when we mm-hmm. uh, go up their stairs or down their stairs at their house, (laughs) especially the ones into the basement. My youngest grandson um, says, hey, Grandma, are we going to go down the story stairs now? Because we call call those stairs at my grandparents the story stairs. So he'll say, are we going down the story stairs? And can you tell me some more stories when we get there? (laughs) Also, there was a client of mine. It just reminded me. um, There was a client of mine that uh, they were empty nesters. And they, um, so their college age, uh, mm-hmm. They had two boys. Their college-age kids um, ended up, they were feeling so connected because 
their mom and their grandma had been collecting stories for them mm. as they were growing up. And now as young adults, they just had this deep sense of belonging within mm -hmm. their family, mm -hmm. just this firm mm -hmm. foundation. Mm -hmm. And now they'll pass that on by reminiscing with their future children about mm -hmm. that too. So yes, it's just this connection that continues through generations. Yeah. We were, and they don't tire of it, do they? It's, it's like, tell us the story of, and yeah. how many times they've heard it, but it's still done. I mean, we all know, I'm sure we can all remember certain memories like that and I mm. guess um you know the big takeaway for me in this you know the, the the pleasure of having this conversation with you the big takeaway for me is um while we say tell me that story uh you know I really encourage everyone listening to to um to capture that capture those ones that you hear the kids or the grandkids or yourself saying tell us that story again of how you first met or of of that time on the bike or you know the camping mm. trips you always go on or um you you know I'm sure that people think and I'm, I'm sure Katie you've come across every time you you do courses like this and and different things um does, is it quick for people to say, yes, these memories, these memories? They're sort of floating around up there waiting to be captured. I think they start. I think, I think we each have some that are in our mind that if, if someone guided us to, to say, okay, so now what, and that's how I started with Chantel, was what are the top of mind memories the moments that you mm. have in your mind that you already know you would like to capture. Mm. So we, we get right. those down, but then we do with the uh, moments that matter sorting system and the memory mapping process, we just, Chantel was like, oh my gosh, we've opened the floodgates yes. because all of a sudden, <laughs> all these, <laughs> all these memories just start coming from this, uh, the wow. memory mapping especially, yeah. just opens up all of I these guess. other things. And where Chantel was saying, I just, I don't know that I have that many memories, you know, of some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it turned out that we do. Yes. <laughs> we, yes. we have, uh, yes. And so oh. then it becomes the fun process of determining, okay, so which ones, mm. what does my heart feel drawn toward? What's my heart? feel mm. like I really want to write down about right now mm. and I can do right. do those mm. first and then see what happens next mm. so wonderful but you know what right well, now yeah with, yeah. with, with COVID uh this mm. there's mm. no better time than now to start doing this because mm. this pandemic year has shown us that connection especially mm. with family is so important oh, yeah. to our well-being and to carrying on our mm -hmm. traditions. Mm -hmm. So by jotting these many stories down, mm -hmm. uh, we're just making a long-lasting difference in our families. So, mm, yeah, so just yeah. like Nike says, just do it. I would just say, <laughs> just jot it. 
Just yes. jot it. <laughs> Just jot it. <laughs> oh, so, Katie, um, if our listeners would like to learn more about how you work and what you're offering, we've mentioned the course a few times, which I can highly recommend. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you. can you share with, with them how they can find you and, um, yeah, how you can help them? And we'll, of course, put all the links in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, if you want to share with them, go ahead, please. <laughs> oh, thank you. Sure. Um, well, my website is Memories to Legacy. That's M E M O R I E S, Memories to T O mm-hmm. Legacy.com. And then um, I have a private Facebook group mm-hmm. of sentimental memory keeping moms and grandmas. That's uh, face on Facebook, and it's called Story Jotters. Story Jotters, J O T T E R S. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then um, I would love to, if uh, my next four-week group program, let's see, be starting February first. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone is um, interested in learning more about that. You'll have that link in the notes. And if yep. they want to email me mm-hmm. at katie at memories to legacy.com and mention mm-hmm. the podcast, then uh, they will receive early bird pricing of $100 mm. off that program. I would love to have any of your listeners join us for that. Mm-hmm. And then I have two more okay. uh, I would like. <laughs> to give them mm-hmm. um there's a pdf guide i have that's called three simple steps start your family mini story collection mm-hmm. and this will just give you the first three steps that you can start with to get uh get going with this that will be in the show notes and if you'd like yep. to have a complimentary zoom session with me we can uh, chat about how to um, really focus in on what's important to you in your memory keeping mm-hmm. and how to jumpstart your story jotting. So I've, I'd love to share any of those with your listeners. Oh, fabulous. Wonderful. Thank you. That's wonderful. Very generous of you. Thank you. Thank that's, you, uh, guys, that's so lovely. much. This yeah, it's been such a pleasure to uh, to talk with you, Katie. I've already got thoughts in my mind. I might have to do a few hashtag drop down <laughs> top of mind things. Yes. And then um, I'm fascinated about the, the delving into the mapping part of that um, mm-hmm. even more just to see see the flood, floodgates open, as you say. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> yeah that's great yeah. and you know as photo organizers we obviously love our photos and we and we love um what that brings and it is the memories and so I think yeah. this is such a, a a beautiful natural connection um and extension on from that um mm. and I love the way you've gone through Katie just how it doesn't have to be I don't have that photo of that event you know just to use the photos mm. in different ways as well um yeah really inspirational yeah. thank you <laughs> oh, thank you thank both you. very much. It was a pleasure to be here and to uh, share with your listeners today. I always love encouraging as many 
moms mm-hmm. and grandmas out there, women of all ages, to mm-hmm. uh, to start jotting down your stories and connecting them with your photos. Mm-hmm. So we are a people mm-hmm. of stories, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks so much for being here today, Katie. We really, really appreciate and I'm sure Thank our you. listeners do the same. <laughs> and hopefully <laughs> you'll get a few new people in the group and the course. Uh, again, I can't recommend it enough. It's, I've learned so much and I can't wait to write more. Um, I keep telling people it's like I found the missing twin because... <laughs> In photo organizing, <laughs> I find it's it's very technical, especially because I specialize in digital photo organizing. It gets very techy very quickly and very complex. Yeah. But that's only one part of the story to manage the photos, and the you know the other one is the storytelling. Um, that that's a totally different part but it goes hand in hand and that's it's like the missing twin because they go they need to be together to make it more to make the photos riches because as you said Mm. um along the way the photos without the stories they don't tell us that much actually when you think about Mm. it so yeah yeah, oh that's beautifully i love what you do yes thank you you so much And um, as always, um, all the links are in the show notes and you're very welcome to to leave a review or to send us some feedback or ask your questions. Um, If you've got questions about the storytelling, Katie shared her email address, you can get in touch with her and otherwise you'll find us on our social media channels um, and we'll be there for you. And... Yeah, that was it for today. So I'm Chantal from Photos in Order. And I'm Fiona from Photo Helper. So thanks for being here. Thanks again, Katie. And um, happy photo organising to all and also happy story jotting. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks again and bye for now. Thanks, Katie. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.